All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hi, guys, and welcome to a special episode of Four Things with Amy Brown, except not with Amy Brown. This week, you're getting four things with Kat. And Amy got super wrapped up this week. And so she gave me the opportunity to come back and talk to you guys once again. For those of you who don't know me, I am a therapist who works in Nashville. And I actually have my own podcast called Uni Therapy that is on Amy's podcast network. So if you like what you hear today, I highly recommend you heading over there and checking out my podcast called Uni Therapy. Again, my name is Kat. And I'm just very excited to be here. I always love coming on for things. And so to get to host it by myself is even more exciting. So today we're going to obviously talk about four things. What are the four things? So the first thing we're going to go through is collective anxiety. What is that? And how are we experiencing it now in the world? The second thing I'm going to talk about brain games and also tie that into how it might help with the collective anxiety. And the third thing is something that's all about finding hope. 
and all about paying attention to the goodness in the world when it feels really tough. And then for the fourth thing, I have my friend, Lauren, now Morris, she just got married, who founded a all-inclusive dance studio called Move Inclusive. And I have her on to talk about how dancing and movement can help in a healing process. So those are the four things. And I say, let's just get started. First thing. Okay, so the other day I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about a recent experience where I had an anxiety attack for like no actual reason. And well, I thought it was for no reason. (laughs) And it was a really normal day. I had just come home from an awesome weekend where I got to visit my best friend and her family. But for some reason, I woke up with this panic in my body that didn't ever really go away throughout the whole day. It almost felt like a low grade, like heart attack. But I knew I wasn't having a heart attack. Well, I was telling my friend about this, who's also a therapist, and she she was like, Catherine, you know that as humans, we have a magnetic energy inside of us that actually absorbs what is in the universe. And okay, I know that sounds very like woo-woo therapisty, but it's true. And I'm going to explain it very simply so it maybe doesn't sound so woo-woo. The reason I want to explain it is because so often I hear people, especially this year, express confusion and shame about not feeling great or just anxious in general. And that's how I was feeling, right? And so often we think we have to have a right or a reason to feel icky, but that's really not true. And right now what we're experiencing is what I like to call collective anxiety. Now, what is collective anxiety? Typically, collective anxiety is anxiety that is induced by like a shared belief that there's a threat. So what might start as a rumor and then everybody starts to believe it. So what happens is a belief of a threat starts to spread and then it starts to grow. So almost like with uh, more people who are afraid, the fear starts to grow bigger. And so then it ends up somewhat distorting someone's individual belief about something like groupthink kind of. Then that intense belief has the power to create true emotional, physical and somatic reactions. So just like a belief can be intensified by collective believing, so can the energy we feel. So energy is contagious, right? We hear this all the time. You know that from knowing what like a Debbie downer is, right? So when somebody has an icky attitude, it brings down the energy or brings down the mood. Well, that's been happening for over a year now because of the pandemic. Now, I wouldn't call people Debbie downers. I would just call us trauma survivors who are like in survival. So we've been stripped of our normalcy. We've been stripped of our comfort. We've been stripped of a lot of things. And then we're also being put in this constant state of the unknown as a group. So even if nothing's going wrong, we're still experiencing the energy that we're all feeling due to the ramifications of the past year. So like I said, the reason I wanted to bring this up is to offer everyone some grace in the fact that you don't need a reason to be feeling anxious right now. What we may need, and I kind of just gave you a reason if you really wanted to, but you don't really need one because it's just, that's what our normal is right now. And so what we really need are some ways to soothe and cope through the anxiety and with what's going on around us, which actually brings us to the next thing. Second thing. Okay. 
So if you follow Amy, then you probably already know she's been really hot on puzzles lately. And the other day, my parents were cleaning out their storage room. And one of the things my mom found was this Spice Girls puzzle from when I was a kid. I mean, this thing has to be like 20 years old. And yeah, I'm pretty sure 20 years old. That's crazy. Anyway, I was like, I'm going to do this puzzle. So I brought it home and I turned my kitchen table into a puzzle corner. And I actually started doing it. And I was like, this is sucks. I hate doing puzzles. And I texted Amy and I was like, puzzles are so hard. And she said, I promise you will start to enjoy it. And then literally a day later, I was hooked. Like I was waking up early to do my puzzle. I was staying up late to finish it. And I really, really was enjoying my time doing them. It was a way that I started to be able to clear my head and clear my brain after work. And I could just focus on putting these things together. And it was a very soothing and calming experience for me, especially with the weight of my job sometimes. And also, like I said, the weight of the world. I also know that puzzles of all kinds are really good for us and help stimulate our brains. And so I want to talk just a little bit about specifically why, because I just think this stuff is really fascinating. I think you might too. And this is like me nerding out on puzzles. So I'm like kind of laughing at myself because I never thought that I'd be like in this spot, but here I am. So let's talk about why puzzles are so helpful. So one, they do, like I said, they enhance our mood. So puzzles increase the production of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that regulates our mood memory and our concentration. So dopamine's released with every success as we solve the puzzle, right? So if you get like a piece in there, you're making little aha light bulb moments and that releases dopamine. And what it also does is it puts us in a more meditative state naturally. So then we can be in like a state of stress release. The second thing that puzzles do is they actually activate both the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. So the left side of your brain controls the analytic and the logical thinking, and the right side controls creativity. Well, when you're working on puzzles, you're engaging both sides. And so you're giving your brain like a real mental workout, essentially. And the cool thing about that is that a lot of times therapy work is getting the logical brain and the emotional brain to align and to get them to trust each other again. And so this is kind of a cool way to like practice that and almost like work your brain out so then it can do that better in other areas of your life. Okay, so the third thing that puzzles help with our memory. So working on puzzles reinforces the connections between our brain cells and it helps us form new ones. So they're a great way to improve your short-term memory. Now we use memory in the process of completing the puzzle, right? So we remember the shapes, sizes, and the pieces and we visualize where they fit in. And what's really cool is that there's been tons of studies that have shown that the growth of new brain connections um, that are formed when you do that kind of stuff help reduce the amount of brain damage in Alzheimer's patients, which I think that's incredible and fascinating. Okay, the next thing that it helps with is basically it helps you use it so you don't lose it, right? So like I said before, it's like a brain workout. It's like exercise for your brain. And when you do a harder puzzle, which, you know, I'm starting small, I started with 500. I actually have a 1000 piece puzzle that's been on my table for a week and it is very intimidating. (laughs) Puzzles change the patterns of your brain activity and they will help you improve your problem solving skills. They improve, oh, they improve your visual and spatial reasoning, which is really cool. And they help with other functions of your life, like parallel parking. Who's ever been like, can I fit in that parking spot? I don't know. I always do this. I will like drive my car up to see if I can like fit in it and and try to like test it out. And most of the time I'm like, nah, I can't do it. But I probably can. If I did more puzzles, maybe I'd be a better parallel parker. 
honestly, I think anybody who's listening to this, if you're like, I'm going to become a puzzler, I want to know. So when you get your, t- your new puzzle, I want you to tag me in it. So if you don't follow me, you can follow me at, at, at cat.tafada and you know, we can have a virtual puzzle club. Okay, so third thing, we're talking about how to find little pieces of hope. So a couple weeks ago, I was sitting at home with my friend and we decided to watch a movie and she picked out this movie called Yesterday with Jennifer Garner and um, she said that tons of people had been talking about it and I was like, well, let's do it. Let's watch it. It was a super cute movie and I highly recommend it. And I'm not going to give the movie away, but basically it's about a day where you say yes to everything, which can be very dangerous. But the sentiment is that it takes the seriousness out of life a little bit and helps you come back to your true self and find some hope in a world that feels bleak and scary. And like, hello, we all need this right now. And while we may not be able to have a full yes day, what this is really talking about is finding a way to hope again, right? And so I talk a lot with clients about finding little pockets and little pieces of hope and that in our waiting period or grieving periods, it's essential to find ways to feel hope for things to come. And I was thinking about ways that I find little pockets of hope. And honestly, it's really much like Amy talks about gratitude. She's huge on gratitude. We know that. And what I believe is that people who have the most blessings in their life are the ones that end up counting them. Like that's really how it goes. And so when you sit down and notice all these little pieces in your life and you can find all these little, maybe they're really small, really teeny tiny things, but they make a difference. And those little things become the big things. And it kind of makes me think of this story, which is literally literally my favorite story to tell ever. So basically, years ago, I was working with this one client and she was coming in every week and every week she would talk to me about the struggles in her life. And I will say that she had a really tough life. I'm not going to give the details of it, but she had a tough life for multiple reasons. So every week she would come in and she would talk. She would sit down on my couch. I would say, how are you doing? She would probably say, not good. And then she would tell me why. And we would sit there and process kind of all the crap in her life. And we did this over and over and over again. And then like, I started feeling like unrest. Like I started getting frustrated with her as a client. And I I know that's a red flag for me because I usually have a lot of patience and compassion for clients who are struggling. And I like really, really enjoyed her too. But I would just get frustrated and get, maybe I was probably getting a little anxious before she would come in because I just knew it was coming. So the issue ended up being that like she wasn't getting better. It didn't seem like what we were doing was working. And so I, when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, oh, okay. My frustration is coming from this place of like, what I'm doing isn't working. It isn't working when I she just comes in and I say, how are you doing? And she says, not good. And then I say, tell me about that. And so I was like, we got to do something different because what we know is when we do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, well, that's literally the definition of insanity right? That's crazy to do the same thing over and over again, knowing what it's given me the last 20 times. So one day she came in and she sat down and I said, you know that like you get to talk about whatever you want in here, right? So you know that, but I am wondering today before we get into our usual, is there anything going right in your life? Is there anything good in your life? Do you like anything about yourself? And she looked at me and smiled, like almost that the kind of smile where you're like, there's something brewing inside, like she's thinking something. And she said, well, can I show you? 
And I said, sure, you can show me, of course. So she loved art. And so she got out my butcher paper, it's a long piece of paper. She got out my my paints and she said, will you turn around until I'm done? So I can just like work on this and then I'll let you know I'm done. And I said, okay. So I turn around and about probably 20 minutes go by and I hear her say, okay, Catherine, you can turn around. I'm done. And I turn around and there is this beautiful painting. Like I still have it. It's beautiful. And I just like looked at it and I was like, whoa. And I said, can you tell me about this? And she said, yeah. And she started telling me, well, this is this and this is this. And I like this. She started telling me all these good things in her life. And I just like stopped her and was like, wait, wait, why have you never told me about any of this? I said, I feel like I know you really well. Why do I not know about any of this? And I will never forget this. She looked at me again with a smile and very simply, she just said, well, Catherine, you've never asked me. And I was like speechless, (laughs) but really like, you're right. You're right. And she said, Catherine, you've never asked me what was going right in my life. You always ask me, how am I doing? I say not good. And you say why? And that's what we talk about. So that's why I haven't told you. And oh my gosh, that experience changed really honestly that changed my life because it really woke me up to the idea that like wow she's right I didn't ever ask her and so yeah she didn't tell me and it just started making me think about how that affects other parts of my life right so it's so easy to focus on the things that are going wrong it's so easy and it's not as easy to focus on the things that are going right or the little things because she had some big things that were going wrong. The things that she drew on that paper were smaller if you were to compare them, honestly, but there were a lot of them. And I tell you guys the story because I really believe that what we end up focusing the most on is what we're going to end up finding, right? If I focus more and more and more on all the the ick and the crap of my life, I'm just going to find more of it. But if I really start to focus on these little pockets of hope, it might lead me to another pocket of hope, right? And you know, what I'm not doing is trying to encourage this idea of toxic positivity. What I'm not doing is say ignore the stuff that isn't going well, but what would happen if we started to bring in more stuff that was? What would happen if if we did that? And the best part about that story is, you know, because that changed a lot of our conversations and how we communicated with each other and then how she started to think. She didn't have to see me for very much longer after that. And how crazy is it? Because that was so simple. That was a simple shift that we created that made a huge difference. So I don't know if that means maybe you need a yes day to give a little pocket of hope, or maybe you need one of Amy's four things, gratitude journals, who knows what you need. But I think it'd be really cool if you spent some time maybe thinking about like, what's going right for me? And how do I give that more attention? And how do I turn these little pockets of hope into like medium sized pockets of hope? And then like, large pockets of hope and then really big pockets of hope so oh that story love it all right i want to tell you about something really awesome that macy's is doing it is currently asian american and pacific islander heritage month and macy's is highlighting some really cool aapi owned brands right now online and in store For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store 
to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton. And it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. 
And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Now I have my friend Lauren on and she is somebody that I met years ago, last year in college. I thought of her when Amy asked me to come help out with a podcast because I think a lot of you guys think um, when I come on, I'm going to talk about therapy and, and ways to help us heal from different parts of our lives. And that's obviously true because that's what I'm doing today. But I wanted to be a little creative in it because I think sometimes we get really stuck in this one lane way of moving through stuff. When I say stuff, that could be anything from trauma to just, you know, everyday stuff. And so what I want Lauren to do today is talk to us about another avenue. So she founded a really cool dance studio called Move Inclusive Dance. Do you ever get tongue-tied when you say that? Not anymore. (laughs) You're like, it's actually just three easy words. (laughs) And it's an awesome studio. I'm going to let her tell you guys all about it. But we're also going to talk about how dance has been a healing agent for her in her life and how she's watched it be a healing agent in other people's lives. So one, Lauren, hi. Hi. I don't think I let you say hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. And all that to be said. Welcome, Lauren. And can you like, where should we start with all that? Yeah. So, well, when you mentioned to me that you were interested in kind of talking through this topic with me immediately, I was like, yes, because I have tons of personal experience where, you know, movement has been healing or therapeutic to me in a lot of ways. I grew up in a dance studio. I was three years old when I took my first dance class. And so dance was always a part of my routine and therefore movement was always a part of my routine. I didn't see a therapist for the first time until I was uh, maybe 26 and talking through my childhood and even my you know like teenage years we were able to to really see how that that was my therapy for my whole life i I had no idea so i have a lot of personal experience like i said but now with what i do at, at move i'm able to see that in other people and oftentimes in people who who need it maybe even more than I do, um, who really don't have an outlet to express their emotions or process things. And it's just an amazing thing. First of all, shameless plug of myself. Lauren was on. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren was on my podcast. You need therapy. When was that? October? Mm, Yeah, it was the fall, maybe where she told her story, well, part of her story, and I'm just going to leave it there because I want you guys to go listen to it. But what I'm registering now is like, oh my gosh, how had dance had been holding you almost like safe for until it couldn't do its job by itself anymore. Absolutely. You know, so that is so cool. So definitely go listen to that episode because that your story, I just think is cool anyway. And we, we say that we say like, this is my therapy or this is my therapy, but it's like, dance really was your therapy without you knowing that it was without you knowing that was therapy. Yes, absolutely. And I, I say oftentimes whenever I'm, you know, speaking for a fundraiser or something for, for our, cause we're a nonprofit. So I, I'm constantly asking people yeah. <laughs> for money. Um, and I often find myself saying that 
you know, I know it's cheesy, but dance saved my life in a lot of ways. And it's, it's the truth. It was my outlet, like I said, where I could go and, and I knew that it was a safe space for me to just let out whatever was going on inside of me. Yeah. So you've noticed that in yourself and you felt that in yourself. And then can you tell us what are some ways that you have noticed change in a healing process happen like in front of you with some of the people that you work with at your studio or just in your experience as a dancer? Yeah. So we see it every day. And for those who who may not have put it together or, or know yet, but we are a dance studio for people of all ability levels. So we do have some typically developing students that uh, come and take classes with us. But for the most part, it's individuals that have various disabilities. And one story in particular that comes to mind, it was a couple of years ago, we were doing a summer camp. It was at the end of the day. And my friend Megan, who's the, the program director for MOVE and, and teaches a lot of our classes, she was leading this camp and everyone was just like really tired and, you know, it's long hours and mm-hmm. we weren't really getting much out of them. You could tell everyone was kind of like done for the day, but we had about an hour left. And so she looked at me and she was like, I'm going to just kind of go off course here and do a really long cool down session with them. And so I was like, okay, great. It was actually, we were doing like a dancing through the decades theme that week. And so this was, I think, 90s day. So she turned on some Inya. Uh, Stop and, it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. She turned on some Inya and uh, just led like a, a stretch series, really, and, and like constructive resting and breathing and uh, just really slow, gentle movements to this very, very calming, peaceful music. And about probably 30 minutes into it, one of the students started crying. And so, you know, we noticed it, but we didn't really do anything at first. And then it felt like it was time to maybe, you know, step in. And so anyway, she, she cut the music down. And when we asked her what was wrong, she told us that she had recently had a friend pass away and the music made her think about this friend. It makes me want to cry just talking about it. And um, she decided while she was moving that she was moving in honor of him. And uh, there was everyone in the room was just, you know, totally silent, taking this in. And uh, then it opened up this beautiful, very deep conversation where another student said, you know, oh, well, my grandpa, he passed away last year. And so we talked through that. And then it it was just a ripple effect. And anyway, at the end, Megan and I looked at each other and just had this moment. We didn't say anything, but we're both, you know, tears in our eyes. And we're like, this is why we do what we do. Because for a lot of people, especially those that we work with, you know, they may not have an outlet where they can process those kinds of emotions, those really, really heavy feelings, right? And I think for a lot of people that maybe, you know, don't know someone with a disability or have not spent a lot of time around someone with a disability, you can oftentimes forget. And and these were peers, we were working with adults. So they were, it was people our age and maybe even older than us that day. But you can sometimes forget because you're like, well, they, they look different than me, or maybe they talk different than me, or maybe they don't, they don't talk at all. But inside, we all have the same things going on, right? We have the same emotions. We have the same feelings. We all experience trauma. And while it may look different on the outside, inside it's, it's all the same. And so that was a really, really cool moment to just be like, wow, we are way more alike than we are different. And what an honor it is for us to be able to create these moments and just like foster this, this community where people can experience that. That is the coolest story. 
Thank you for sharing that. And my wheels are turning in my head as you're sharing that because everything you said, I want to echo. What I know to be true is that our bodies hold everything that we need to know everything. Sometimes we don't need to know, but our bodies are more than just these bodies. They are like, they're storytellers. Our bodies will tell us the story if we let it. And I think what you have created is a space where people's bodies are allowed to tell them the story that they need to, that they need to hear, they need to know, because you created a moment there where it triggered a response, whether it's from, I hear something which triggers something or a movement triggers something, or, I mean, that's incredible. And even if none of the other students in that example were even moving with that one student it's like her movement then created that ripple effect Mm -hmm. that is just so cool and and I mean exactly why I wanted you to come talk because I think a lot of people you know we used to do I guess we called it dance therapy yeah (laughs) at the treatment center that um, I worked at and it was like a lot of people were like too cool to do it yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I'm, I'm like, but one, that's not going to do anything, but like, uh-huh. I'm too cool to like look yeah. like that or do that. And honestly, after somebody would do it every single week, it would turn into the client's favorite part yeah. of their day or their week. And because it just turns something on one, it can, it can trigger good memories too. Right. So this reminds oh, yeah. me of, of a tr- something from my childhood that I had forgotten about or this or that. And so I think the essence of my rambling, <laughs> I don't really know what the <laughs> essence of my rambling is, but the essence of my rambling is a little bit about the fact that like, sometimes we need a release that we don't know that we need. And yes. you can walk into a class, like you walked into class for 26 years, not knowing that you needed a release, mm-hmm. you know, and dance mm-hmm. gave you that. And um, sometimes it's something really big, like that story. And sometimes it's just you leave with some endorphins and some dopamine and all of that. But I think that's so cool. So with that being said, because your studio, I mean, anybody can show up right? Like you can have dance experience. You cannot have dance experience. You can have any kind of disability and you guys will show up and be there to support that. So what prompted you to create that kind of studio? I knew that dance transformed my life in a lot of ways. And like I, I mentioned earlier, saved my life in a lot of ways and was very critical for me growing up and at the same time, I also just like, I loved it. It's fun, you know, and it was something that I enjoyed doing. And I saw a need where, you know, there was this group or community of people who can't as easily access something as simple as a dance class. Like I can, you know, I can pretty much go to any dance studio that I want to and say, Hey, I want to take a dance class. And if they have an adults class, I can sign up for that. And I think that that should be available to everyone. And I, I guess it is because of my personal experience with it being so healing and therapeutic for me, I saw this this group of people that I knew could so benefit from it, maybe even more than I do. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't that exist? And so honestly, a few years ago, I was like, I'm just, I couldn't get the idea out of my head. I'd been thinking about it uh, for probably over a decade at that point. I was, I was 13 the first time I, I thought about it. So anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I was praying and I was like, I don't know why this keeps coming to me because I don't have any experience working with people with disabilities. I don't know anyone with disability. How could I ever pull this off? But I will entertain the idea if you just, you know, show me the way. And after that, it was like doors just continued to, to fly open in front of my face everywhere I would turn. It felt like someone 
would be in front of me that I'm like, oh, they're the perfect person to talk to. And everyone that I talked to was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And we do need that and you should do it. And so after that, I was like, okay, well, it's here just, we go yeah, off to the races at that point. And, and we launched with a, with a summer camp that was really successful. And then after that, we opened our studio and it's, I just, I haven't looked back since. What would you say to people like, you know, how I said, some people are like, I'm too cool. There's that. And then there's the person who thinks I can't air quotes. I can't, I can't dance. And you created this studio. So more people could have this amazing experience that you were able to have um, growing up and, and being able to have movement as a healing practice. So what would you say as some encouragement to people who might be like, uh, not for me? Sure. That's great for you, but not for me. Because what you've shown us through that story is it's for everybody. It's for everyone. Yeah. And, and literally everyone can dance. Everyone. We, I'm, I'm telling you, we make that possible every <laughs> single day. And I... I don't know. Do you not remember when I danced in uh, college? You, you, <laughs> you can dance. You can move. Uh, no, I, I think like neurotypicals like you and I, we get so in our <laughs> yeah. head that we're like, oh, I don't have rhythm. Oh, I'm going to look, you know, crazy or yeah. people are laugh at me. Where with the the people that we see that, that have some type of disability, for whatever reason, that filter is usually just like yeah not there they don't care like they just hear a song come on and they're like yes here I go this feels right you know what's funny though because you say like people who are like I don't have rhythm I used to always say I don't have rhythm but I literally teach a rhythm based I teach a rhythm based cycling class where I have to have rhythm for it to make sense or for me to teach it but it's a that's a story I told myself because yes. I probably was scared of looking not good at something. That's right. Like I was, That's exactly right. You would say get rid of the filter. Get rid of the filter. There are some people who, you know, aren't interested in dance. That's that's fine too. Yeah. Not it's not for everyone. Just like I have no interest in I I could play some type of sport, I'm sure, but I don't care to. It so could I know be that, for anybody. Yes, but it, yes. Exactly. Exactly. So would they go to a place like your studio or can I take a like adult dance class without experience absolutely i would love that i'll get a group of people and we'll come do it i love watching the videos that you put up on instagram oh it's like i tell people all the time that reach out and they're like can i stop them and you know just drop in a class and see what i'm like yes it is the best mood booster yeah it's just it's a good time always (laughs) so So, okay so with that then how do people if you live in the nashville area then you can come to the studio yes So I want you to tell us where they can find information on that. And then if you don't live in our area, then what are ways people can still be involved? Because you have created something really special that I think people will want to be a part of and want to follow along with too. So locally, well, you can find us on social media at Move Inclusive Dance. That's all of our our social media handles. Our website is moveinclusivedance.com. And for those that are are local to the Nashville area, just there's a place on the website where you can reach out and I'll send you the class schedule and we can get you signed up that way. Um, There's also places where if you want to sign up to be a volunteer, if you're interested in maybe uh, joining our board of directors, we have a young professionals committee. So those are all things that local people could could look into. And if you're not local to us, we're also doing virtual classes. That was a, a pivot that we made, yeah, in 2020. And, and we have students across the country that take classes with us every week. So if anyone is interested in that, same thing, just pop on the website. Which I forgot you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anybody can be involved in any That's way. Right. All right. right. That's amazing. Well, thank you for being here and talking with us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.